Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are gracious. You are good. You, you've shown yourself good to, good to us in so many ways. And now we ask that you would continue to be good, that as we open uh, the pages of the Bible, that you would meet us, meet us in the place that we are. Each of us comes from a different place today. Some of us knew coming in, it was the third Sunday of Advent. We've been waiting patiently. Others have no idea what Advent means. Meet us where we are and then guide us to the place you want us to go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know how sometimes uh, a memory just like stands out to you? Not, not, not a big deal event in life, but it just sticks in your mind. I was riding my bike a couple of years ago with my friends Scott and Steve and Dean. We were on the north side. It was, it was a Saturday morning, I think, but I know it was the fall. We were out on the north side. Probably I remember this because of, you know, grown men wearing tights on bikes. That's sort of has a tendency to stand out in your mind. We were, we were cruising on the north side. Uh, New Holland Street, I think we probably rode on for a while, then somewhere 152nd, maybe. Uh, what I remember the most, though, we, we turned left off of Quincy onto Lakeshore Drive out by Camp Geneva, and everything seemed to slow down, which is really hard to do when you're going at our pace. Uh, the, the canopy of trees over Lakeshore Drive, uh, the reds, and the oranges, and the yellows, and the smell of earth. It was all so vibrant and so beautiful. Those trees. Anybody been on Lakeshore Drive in the fall? You know what I'm talking about. It has nothing to do with this sermon. I just, just one of those memories. Since I'm doing this, another memory that stands out to me is on Whidbey Island. Kristen and I lived there with our girls for a little while. Uh, Whidbey Island, surrounded by Puget Sound waters, over our heads are the jet planes and the bald eagles. It's out in the Pacific Northwest, Island County. Uh, you can get to the island off the mainland from the south end of the island by a ferry, and on the north end you cross from the mainland to Fidalgo Island and then on a bridge, and then from Fidalgo Island uh, to Whidbey Island. The bridge from Fidalgo to Whidbey is called Deception Pass. Uh, in my mind, it's one of the seven wonders of the world. Um, we were cruising uh, with some friends. It was a caravan, the white Honda Accord in front of me. I was white knuckling in a 24-foot rider truck full of everything that we owned across Deception Pass. And we came across the pass onto the island, and you sort of dipped down into an old-growth forest of evergreens and cedar trees, not like Lakeshore Drive with the canopy, but these trees spiraling towards eternity, sort of buoying Whidbey Island out of the Puget Sound waters. It was so beautiful, green, year-round, so outstanding. The, 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 the branches or the, the roots hold hands beneath the earth, and the, the dirt is soft, covered in moss. It's all so beautiful. Those trees. Oh, what a memory. Have I ever mentioned uh, how the Adirondacks got out onto the pillar lawn? Do you know this story? This is a great story. 
I'm pulled, uh, pulled aside downtown all the time by people uh, sort of complimenting me on my like, strategic vision and out-of-the-box leadership to put these Adirondack chairs <laughs> out on uh, the front lawn of Pillar under the canopy of green in the summer with the rustle of wind through those leaves that no Bose stereo surround sound system could ever duplicate. But I know the story. We moved here in 2012. I was uh, given an office in the uh, back corner on the south uh, end of the building, corner, compliment, two windows, that was nice. One window looked at uh, the back of the library, another uh, window looked at the parking lot. And I thought to myself, I, I think there's probably a better view somewhere. So I grabbed a lawn chair and my laptop. It's a digital world, y'all, you can work wherever you need to work. So I, I set my, my uh, lawn chair up against the porch because I knew in this town, if you're not bleeding, you're not actually working, and I didn't want anyone to see me, so I was hiding up against the porch when it happened. Uh, one of the matriarchs of the congregation, Joe Dams, she pulled into the parking spot right next to my hiding space. And I knew my time at Pillar had come to an end. <laughs> she got out of her car, with these 75-year-old eyes, she looked at me, it, it seemed like with disdain. She scoffed. Pastor. I could feel the shame running through my body. She said, Pastor, we have got to get you a nicer chair. <laughs> that was a surprise. That was, that was great. That conversation led to another conversation. And six months later, we had all these Adirondack chairs out on the front lawn under those trees. People from all over town sit in these Adirondack chairs all the time. I have no idea who they are. I've got to reserve one for myself. <laughs> Under those trees, you know, the maple trees of Pillar's front lawn, green in the summer and in the fall, red and orange and yellow. It's so beautiful, even in the winter. Even in Michigan's winter, they stand there resolute. They stand there proud, shouting, you can take my leaves, but you can't have my life. Those trees, so beautiful. Now, on to the purposes of the morning from the prophecy of Isaiah. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, his desire shall be for the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he will judge the poor. With equity he will decide for the meek of the earth. With the rod of his mouth he will strike the earth. With the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. The belt around his waist is faithfulness. Righteousness is the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the lion and the fatling together. And a little child shall lead them. 
The cow and the bear shall graze, and their kids shall lie down together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall grab the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, and the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. This is the word of the Lord. God, it's Isaiah 11. It's 1 through 9 if you wanted to find it. What a scene. What a vision. Can it just be? Just now, can we do it? What a, Isaiah imagines and wants us to see it too. A day when the socio-political environment with our leaders and legislators are not marked by arguing and immorality, but rather faithfulness and righteousness. Faithfulness will be the belt around his waist and righteousness the belt around his loins. Isaiah imagines and wants us to see it too, a day when creation itself will no longer concede to the primal realities of instinct, but rather will be a foretaste of God's kingdom. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. Isaiah imagines and wants us to see a day where there is space and place where hurt and destruction are no more. Pain is over, sadness is done, and the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Isaiah imagines and wants us to see it too. Can you see it? Can you imagine And all of it spinning around, catalyzed by the infant child. Isaiah announces, a little child shall lead them. A child born for us, he announces. A son given to us, he promises. And all that will be one day when finally it's right, finally it's new, When the lion and the lamb lie down together are only possible because of Jesus Christ. And a group of people who are willing to go the way of Jesus Christ. And the the way Isaiah gets at it is by talking about trees. That's what I was trying to do. If you're wondering rhetorically, I was trying to set you up a little bit. It's called misdirection. He starts talking about trees. A shoot shall come out from the stump? That means the trees are down. That means the forest has been raised. Isaiah starts talking about David's family. The the trees are a metaphor. They're a metaphor for God's kingdom, for God's people, and it was not good. Isaiah won't even mention David's name. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse. That's David's dad. He wouldn't even mention David's name. King David? King David's family was a train wreck. King David's family was a mess. 
If you feel bad about your life, your family, let me present to you David. An absolute circus. Uh, you might know some of these details. Uh, he slept with another man's wife. And then when she became pregnant, he killed her husband. The trees have fallen. And when that unnamed child is born, the unnamed child of that pregnancy is born, he dies. The child dies. Another son of David's, Absalom, kills his brother Amnon. The trees have fallen. Absalom kills Amnon because Amnon forced his sister Tamar to sleep with him. The trees have fallen. And David won't do anything about it. He just lets it go. And Absalom won't let it go. So Absalom kills Amnon. He does something about it. The trees have fallen. And a family feud so fierce starts. You don't want me to get into the details of the family feud, but it ends with Absalom hanging from a tree, irony of ironies, by his hair before he's run through three times by a family friend. The trees have fallen. And then David, David in his old age, David dying, finally dying. So old and so cold, his body shaking and shivering. They cover him in blankets trying to keep him warm. Finally, they give to him a young woman to keep him warm in the bed, under the sheets. The thing he wanted from the very beginning, but he can't do anything about it now. Trees have fallen. Uh, this is how Isaiah describes it a few verses earlier. The tallest trees will be cut down. The lofty will be brought low. He will hack down the thickets of the forest with an axe, and Lebanon with its majestic trees will fall. And they have fallen. Anybody know that kind of devastation? I'm not going to ask you to compare your life to David. I mean, he basically makes most of us look like the cleavers. But do you, but do you know devastation? A past you can't change and don't want to talk about and hope nobody finds out about. with decisions you made that you can't now unmake. A past. A pa not, not just decisions you've made, but, but decisions that have been made on you. Things that have been done to you, circumstances outside of your control and volition. You know what it's like to be cut down financially. You know what it's like to be cut down Maritally. You know what it's like to be cut down socially. Anybody know devastation? The trees have fallen. And then, kind of out of nowhere, 
nothing, nothing seemed to have happened. Um, Isaiah starts talking about a shoot and a branch. It's like one of those time-lapsed videos from National Geographic. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Isaiah starts talking about a new day, a new way. He's not, he's not saying let's scrap the old dirt and declare it toxic and start somewhere else. He's talking about a shoot out of the old growth, a branch from the devastation, not new dirt with new seeds for a different kind of forest, but something emerging out of the devastation. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? God doing a new thing. That's the way of God. That's the heart of the gospel. That's the announcement of the Christian faith. God is going to do something new. And he's going to do it in, by, with, through, and actually for the infant child. Jesus Christ, a little child shall lead them. Isaiah announces a shoot and a branch and a little child. So let me just make three quick observations and then we'll head to the table. The devastation of your past does not define who you are. I don't know your past, all of it. I don't know all of your story. But the gospel of Christ announces the devastation of your past. By whatever name devastation goes for you, the devastation of your past does not define who you are. A shoot. A branch, a little child, shall lead them. The past you can't change with the decisions you can't unmake are, are embraced by a God who loves you, by a God who forgives you. And, and the things done to you, not just the decisions you made, the things done to you get picked up by, by the great physician, the great healer, to heal your, your past. Not just your past, heal you from the past. A shoot, a branch, a little child shall lead them. That's the first thing. Here's the second thing. The devastation of your past doesn't get to define who you are, nor does it get to dictate the terms of the future. I think probably a bunch of us are like willing to get around the idea that we might possibly be forgiven. Like, it can be okay. I can be forgiven. Let's just get on with it. That's not where the gospel of Christ stops. That's not where it ends. It's not just okay. It's not getting you back to even, but rather opening you to a future because you've been changed. A shoot, a branch, a little child shall lead them. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the devastation of your past getting picked up, turned around and inside out and offered back to the world for good? That's the gospel. I've got a friend who was addicted to pornography. Now a trained therapist walking with people through unwanted sexual behaviors. Is that a shoot? I see. Is that a branch? Could that be a branch? A little child? She'll lead them. I have a friend uh, early in his professional career uh, declared bankruptcy. Now, a financial advisor guiding people to steward their resources for good. 
Is that a shoot? Could that be a branch? Could a little child lead them? And what about your past? What about your pain? Can you imagine a God who would pick you up in the pain, heal you from the pain, and offer you back for the good of the world? That's the heart of Christ. A shoot, a branch, a little child shall lead them. Are you hanging with me? Here's the third thing. The devastation of your past does not define who you are. It does not dictate the terms of your future. And all of it only possible because of Jesus Christ. Have I mentioned that? All of it only possible because the infant child, a child has been born for us, a son given to us, a little child shall lead them. Christ takes on himself the pain of the world. Yours too. Takes it with him to the cross. He suffers, he dies, he goes to the grave to go mano a mano with suffering and sin and pain. He rises up victorious in resurrection. Bursting forth the light of the world. So uh, Isaiah is really, um, he's borrowing the tree imagery because the Bible is always talking about trees. I don't know if you've noticed this. The Bible begins with trees. It ends with trees. And there's a bunch of trees in the, in the middle. Uh, the beginning, you know, God made the first man, and this is Genesis 2. Right after that, he made trees. Pleasant to the sight and good for food. Those trees, though, became the trees of disobedience. You remember that part of the story. And then the end, there's a river that runs, this is an image of eternity, there's a river that runs down the city and on either side of the river is the tree of life with its leaves for the healing of the nations. The Bible begins with trees, it ends with trees, and in the middle, the climax, the highlight of the whole story is Jesus Christ, born of the virgin to the unsuspecting father who would grow to be the saving king crucified on the tree, the cross. He took the sin of the world, he took the curse of the world on himself, on a tree, to create a whole new reality, to create a whole new way. So the, the socio-political realities, you don't have to concede to them anymore. There's a new way. You don't have to go the way of primal instinct all the time. There's a new way. Hurt and destruction don't have to describe us. There's a new way. The infant was born. There's a new way. Uh, so, have I mentioned to you that I write, I try to write sermons on Thursday mornings? I mean, I think about them all week long, but then on Thursday morning, I try to discipline myself to get copy. That's what we call it. Just get copy. Uh, so any text, phone call, drop-in, has ready access to the sermon. And the conversations that I have then on Thursday are influenced by the sermon for Sunday, and the conversations usually show up in the sermon on Sunday. Congregant Beware. I got a text on Thursday morning. A person was asking for prayer. I was about to enter into a conversation with a colleague whom he had offended deeply. He went into the meeting to apologize, wondering if there could be forgiveness. Can there be forgiveness? 
shoot, a branch, a little child shall lead them. A little bit later that morning, the phone rang. It was a friend letting me know her uncle was dying. Her mom was overwhelmed. There wasn't a whole ton of faith background there. She was wondering, can anything good come out of this? A shoot, a branch, a little child shall lead them. Another text came in. This is all Thursday morning. Uh, the nephew, the, the adult nephew had died and his grown sons were not there. Uh, and then another text. A text remembering a deep pain of the past and the family dysfunction that followed. And then someone stopped by, a parent worried about her child far from home, and I'm not talking geographically, and then someone else stopped in asking us if we'd pray, pray for his father-in-law who was at the hospital at that time. They're all wondering, where's God now? Where's the redemption here? A shoot, a branch, a little child. Shall I go on? I can go on. Uh, read the headlines on Thursday. Four hundredth anniversary of slavery in America, and though emancipation may have been proclaimed, racism rises with each new day. Environmental chaos that people my age and older sort of shrug off as rhetoric, while a generation below us and below that are wondering if there's going to be a planet when they're my age. All the while, another gun goes off in an inner city night, taking another black life. And the world's wondering, does anyone care? Does anyone care? A shoot. A branch. A little child shall lead them. A new way has been inaugurated. A new day has been created. You don't have to go that way anymore. You don't have to concede anymore. A shoot out of the devastation. A branch out of the pain. And a little child shall lead them. Amen? Amen? Let's pray together. Gracious God, we bless you for who you are and for what you're willing to do to claim us as your own. There are plenty of us here today who we, we know devastation. We know heartache, we know pain, we know the sadness. It has a name in our lives. Christ, meet each of us as, as we come to this table. Meet each of us in that place and, and grow a shoot. Begin a branch. Lead us in the way of healing. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.